I'm gonna sing my song. Yep. Let me see. There were some guys dressed like mummies. They poked us in the tummies. They sent some folks their time, but everyone was fine. We reached the library through a door. Remember those guys? There were some more. But could you imagine the alternative? You finish the song and we're like, mm. <laughs> <Some notes. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, really three fourths time? <laughs> Almost. Almost. Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team. We've got no bugs. World Walkers. I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. In our last episode, you probably heard in Olivia's song, the group tried to escape the ruined city of Tremessa. However, a battle took place in the library and Vasa was caught in a blast of temporal energy, which is right where this episode begins. You watch in horror as Vasa is struck by a massive bolt of energy that rips itself free of the immense concentration of crystals hovering in the middle of the room. Before you have a chance to react, a bright light fills the room. Your vision is taken from you, and soon you feel adrift, lost in a moment you can't quite remember. Suddenly, as your vision clears, you find yourself traveling away from Hogarth as you begin your search for Tompkins, who you were told was on his way to visit his parents in the grand city-state of Tremessa. So, yeah... Everything that happened from you leaving Hogarth to now, uh, I need you to forget about it. It never happened. It never occurred. Forget about what? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But why? (laughs) When you were in Hogarth, you found out that Tompkins was, uh, you know, he waited about three weeks and then he left and they let you know that he's probably uh no they they let you know that he is going to visit his parents in the grand city state of tremessa um so you would just start Mm -hmm. heading there (laughs) unless there was some some kind of cool library I'm having a, I'm having a strange sense of deja vu, but let's go, guys. <laughs> Vasa uh, reaches out to throw a hand on Brimblestone's shoulder. It's like Brimblestone, Dwarf Master. I feel that we have not been getting along, and in the interest of us seeing more irony, I have a present for you. And she brings out a red leather-bound book and gives it to Brimblestone and pats him heartily on the back. 
Uh, thank you for this kind gesture. I'm sure I will entrust you implicitly from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Vasa gives a wink. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brummelstone, you were asking about the notes that you collected from the Spire. Did you want to read them on the way? Yes. Okay. Well, you'll go back there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now I'm going to be upbeat and sad again. <laughs> sad montage. Oh, um, but we don't need to go over them again, do we? Yeah, uh, essentially, he used me traveling close to introduce the plague. Is there still notes about getting to Trevesa, Trevesa or Trebuchet, whatever? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trevesa. Erdelby wants to ensure that she still has her, um, or I want to ensure on her behalf, she still has her exfoliation book, um, but it doesn't have all the notes, because she was writing Correct. down everything that happened. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's, it's just got how to exfoliate. Right, right. It's still a useful tome. It just doesn't have your personal touch on it. But it will soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you travel for a few days, and then as you come over uh, one last hill, a grand city stands before you. It is surrounded by a beautiful wall made of stone. Embedded every 20 feet are captivating blue crystals. Large welcoming gates sit on the eastern edge of the city. Tall buildings with glowing symbols floating above them pepper the landscape. Two guards watch the eastern borders, and when they see you, they cross their arms over their chest and give a low bow, welcoming you to their lands. Brummelstone and Roberto, you've heard tales of the splendor of Tremessa, and those tales did not do it justice. During those two days of travel, can I have looked at the book that Vasa uh, gave me? Um, yeah, it was a uh, journal uh, from the mayor of Hogarth. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a weird pain, but he doesn't know if he can tell anyone about it because he's not sure if it's okay mm -hmm. to have that kind of pain. That was the last entry. <laughs> there are other topics. Yeah. <laughs> I will flip through Is this. that Roberto saying that? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Gross. Yeah, as the as the as the butt doctor, what do you recommend here, Roberto? <laughs> <laughs> Dismemberment. The two guards that are at the station, they have uh large uh staffs. They're just really uh well carved wooden staffs. They have um, beautiful robes. They're kind of like a maroon orange with golden trim. And they both look to be like maybe in their late 40s. And again, they nod at you and they wait for you to approach. Excuse me. Excuse me, young men. Do you have elephants in this town? And they look at each other and they say, I, 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 don't, I don't believe so. I'm sorry. You are very interested in elephants. We've been talking about them nonstop. And I really want to see one. Uh, I need to go to the place that's most likely to have elephants. Where is that? I suppose one of them says you could go to the marketplace. Ooh, there's a marketplace here. <laughs> there is. He kind of laughs. Vasa would have approached one of the guards in her, in her typical jocular manner. Like, hey, friend. We're looking for a idiot. He'll eat anything on sight. Uh, he's absolutely useless. About yay tall brown hair. You seen him? Goes um, by the name of Tompkins. Um, we don't know him. Sorry. There was no. There was a, a halfling that came through here a little while ago. I didn't, don't remember his name, but that 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 could be the one you're looking for. He's the only one I've seen in a while. Vasa would look over her shoulder at the group and be like, well, sounds like a place to start and kind of like 
says, all right, let's go on in. His family lives here, isn't that right? Um, so we're looking actually for a family of idiots. Are there like two, <laughs> two adult idiots who live here who have possibly an idiot child? Good or point, grandmother. Good point. And they say, uh, one of the guards says, is this what brought you to uh, the city of Tremessa? Yes, we've heard there's idiots here. <laughs> he just looks confused. He's like, well, I'm, I'm sure that they're in there somewhere, but that's not our main trade. No idiots, no elephants. What did we come here for again? <laughs> and then Vasa would say, oh, but, you know, where's your, where's your tavern? I am parched. The finest tavern... Uh, the one I recommend always is Alexandria's, and that is uh, just west of the marketplace. Vasa would make a big, oh, well, what are we waiting for? And starts heading on, <laughs> yeah. heading on west. Seems <laughs> like a good place to start. Yep. So yep. as you wander the streets of this wondrous city, you come across many interesting locations. The temples you saw as you approached Tremessa seem to be in dedication of ancient forces that once protected this land. There are street signs to help you find your way, which is not something you typically find in other cities. Once you enter the market space, or market square, you're surprised to see people take food from carts and shops without paying for them, never stopped by the merchants and store owners. On the edge of the market square is a beautiful three-story tavern named Alexandria's, which is the one you were looking for. Everyone seems to be in good spirits except for a halfling whose eyes are burdened with loss. He is of less than modest height, with choppy hair, a buckled maroon tunic, white shirt, and brown slacks, and he has not noticed you yet. I forget what Tompkins looks like. Is he, that Tompkins? Yes, he, he looks... Vasa <laughs> <laughs> would have almost immediately... Uh, well, I mean, once she spotted him, which I'm assuming is a little bit faster than everybody else, just given perception, she would have been like, hey, really sharply over the crowd and point with accusation towards the... Ha- towards the halfling as she starts making a beeline through the crowd for him. He has a large mug in his mouth as he looks up, kind of just the, the head of the uh, mead coming off the sides, and he looks over at you, and when he sees you, he looks kind of excited and then sad and then a mixture of both, and he hops out of his chair and he just runs towards Vasa and jumps on her and just hugs her and doesn't oh. let go. Aww. Well, Vasa uh, first wrestles uh, Tompkins off. Like, Give me what the a, hell uh, are you a doing? strength or dex check, your choice. <laughs> uh, okay, let me go with uh, dexterity. You can't beat his love. <laughs> 22. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, you slip out of his reach, and he catches himself on the ground, and he's like, I don't, Vasa, and he, he goes for another hug. But, well, Vasa dodges out of the way and grabs his cup of mead first. He's conflicted for a slight second and then gives you the, the mead. Well, she quaffs it, then she cuffs him <laughs> over the head and says, Tompkins, where did you go? I, uh, and he just looks really confused at you. And then Vasa would be kind of taken aback by Tompkins' reactions, like, He's not. He, she's more used to Tompkins bouncing back up and giving excuses. So she kind of like looks to the rest of the group, being like, "I'm, I'm not wrong, right? Like this is Tompkins. What's going on?" <laughs> uh, Tin would step forward and be like, "Tompkins, uh, why did you leave us uh, in Hogarth?" And he, he, he's looking at Voss the whole time, trying to put something together. But he says, "Uh, I, I waited for, for three weeks." We were only Could going for. Like I think a I was supposed to wait longer, but I mean, after three weeks, I don't. I mean, 
I didn't know if you were coming back. We had just met. The important thing is, can you get us back to Patches? <laughs> or... No, I. and he's just staring at Vasa, and he's like... Vasa is actually starting to become uncomfortable with how much Hopkins <laughs> is staring at her. So she kind of says something like, I'm going to go get myself some drinks, and sort of, you know, sidesteps away and tries to leave the company to All right. go to the bar. <laughs> All right, so you're going in to order some drinks. Would we have noticed him being like... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. he's just like okay. staring up at her, like trying to put stuff together. Porto starts staring at Vasa too. <laughs> <laughs> like, is something wrong? Is there something on her face? Ergelty also starts staring at Vasa. <laughs> Vasa she just had only, a smile. Like, hmm? Vasa only ordered one drink of one mug of mead, but when she turns around and sees now three people staring, she turns around and orders two more mugs of mead. <laughs> and just kind of starts like, I don't know what's going on. So, uh, Tompkins says, so what have you guys been up to? You know, uh, Brummel's tongue would just be confused by the staring, and... He stops staring at this point. Which is good. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Even a dwarf knows that's rude. <laughs> uh, and he would say, you know, uh, we achieved the goal, we've got the shard, we need to get back to Patches, what's the best way? Surely you have some building or something, a door... Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't, um, I mean, I can take you away from here, but I can't take you back to Patches. Sorry, uh, when you say away from here, where would you take us? <laughs> well, and he kind of looks around, he's like, can we not talk out in the open? I want to go meet your parents. Why don't we go to their house? Okay. So, um, <laughs> he kind <laughs> of, um, <clears throat> looks at you guys and starts to walk. Fossa follows with her three mugs. Yeah. <laughs> and she's giving Tompkins some space, being like, oh, that, that weirdo. So she's not really. <laughs> <laughs> so he leads you to the cemetery. Um, <clears throat> it's a beautiful cemetery. There are trees planted all throughout um there's a small pond as well and a really beautiful tree that kind of grows next to it um but he walks away from there and takes you more towards the uh far edge of the cemetery and uh there are two gravestones there these gravestones look old they look far older than any other gravestones here Tompkins, why do these gravestones look so old? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, well, they they died a while ago, so. How long is a while ago? I don't really know. It's It's been a while. But, um, yeah. What, so did I you came... stare them to death? <laughs> Good friend, Vasse. He just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really know what to say to that, so he doesn't. Vasa looks a little bit guilty at what she said, and she kind of offers him one of her cups of mead, which is half empty, but still there. Is this a safe place to talk, though? This is a safe place to talk. I mean, so... I I apologize for the loss of your parents. I know it's hard to lose. He tries desperately to relate, but also get to business. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like, how old are we talking? Are we talking like years or decades or centuries? Uh, Older than decades. Halflings live a long lifespan? Not, not particularly, no. but uh-huh. these look weathered and cracked and... 
check out the stone cutting while he's talking. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. Can we read what they say? Uh, they're <laughs> they're written in a language you don't understand. <laughs> they're the only mm-hmm. uh, gravestones here that are written in a different language. Duncan's how old are you? <laughs> and he kind of looks down and he says, "I am. I actually don't know. I um." I went to live on Stardust with Patch a long time ago. At some point, Vasa would have, you know, gruffly patted Tompkins on the shoulder and then cut to the chase being like, Tompkins, we got a shard. What do we do with it now? And he kind of looks down and he says, well, you don't hit me, but... Vasa's like, you know, she, she like, she looks offended <laughs> that never. such a suggestion would be even made. Uh, the problem is I don't really know. I don't know the way that Patch thinks. I mean, he didn't even talk to me about doing all this, but it's been a long time since I've really had to think about this kind of stuff. It's been a long time since I've been outside of Stardust and dreams in general, so I'm kind of getting my memories back, and... What I do sort of remember now is that my my family and I, we used to explore a lot. Um, and but what I mean by that is that we used to we used to walk between worlds. So this is not common knowledge, but there are a series of tunnels here on this world, and if you know where you're going, you will eventually walk your way into a series of tunnels on a different world. And my family was one of the first groups of people out there to discover this and start walking and mapping it out. And so where I'm not from here, but my parents used to bring me here to whenever we were on vacation and I could always hang out in the library. Vasa uh, says, she kind of mutters something like, oh, I guess that's something. Yeah, it sounds like the library is the place to start. The notes contain stuff about that guy being in, um, I'm going to mispronounce the name again. I'm just going to go with Trebuchet every time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only font name I can remember right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. This is like the worst thing. He's like, I worked really hard naming this place. No. <laughs> I got it wrong the first time too, so. Tresemme. Rebecca. Vasa's like, no, no. I, like, no, no. I meant the tunnels, the worlds. That seems like a place to start. We'll just trace his steps back or something. I mean, Tomkin seems to find trouble, and usually near trouble, there's the shards. I figure. Well, I know that there's a there is a tunnel. Um, I mentioned there's one in town. And not in this town, but over a little further in this. Uh, there's a, a city on the lake called Bridgeport. And there is a tunnel that leads that way. So I, that's my best guess is that that's like, as I stay here longer, I'm remembering more and more about my past life. And I know that we used to arrive here in that, that tunnel. So maybe that's where we're supposed to go. Well, I, I mean, that's as good a place to start as any. Maybe we give him a few days, explore the town, 
Formal some kind of Grizzly wants to check out the library. <laughs> I would like to experiment on Tompkins uh, and show him ink blots and see what he thinks of them uh, to see if it can't jog his memory. Okay. So if I hold an ink blot up, will will Tompkins during the few days that we're chilling out here mm-hmm. be able to like tell me his thoughts? Yeah, yeah. All right, um, cool. So you guys are gonna kind of turn around and go back into the town. Vasa would be like, "Well, it's decided. We'll stay here a few days. Where are you? Where are you staying, Tompkins?" At a, at an inn. Lead the way. Okay. And then you guys kind of get ready to leave and stuff like that, but you see him still staring at the uh, tombstones, and uh, he kind of whispers to himself. He says, "I, I forgot that I missed them." Yeah. And then he kind of turns around and starts to walk with you guys. And as as you're walking, um, he thinks for a second, he remembers something, and he says, um, I'm sorry I didn't stay longer than three weeks, Vasa. I know you asked me to, and I I, for, I didn't know what you meant. She she says something, she acts as if she's about to say a retort, but then when Tompkins finished saying that, she kind of like stops and looks at him. And kind of looks a little skeptical, but then just goes, well, you should have waited, and then continued <laughs> walking along. All right, so you guys travel back into the city. Uh, where where are you going specifically? Uh, I thought we were going to sort of follow Tompkins back to where he was staying. Yep. yep. Um, and while we're doing that, Erdlby wants to sidle up alongside him and just, like, rub his shoulder because he's sad. <laughs> Oh, like, no. the ones we love are always with us because their words and ideas have polluted our minds like viruses. Thanks. The viruses you love. Now take us to your inn. <laughs> yeah, so. Mordo uh... <laughs> doesn't have anything nice to say, he just pats him really hard. Like, too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, stumbles forward almost face plants holds himself up and he takes you to the inn he's staying at the comfy couch um do you guys all want to get rooms i just really yes. need a corner so yeah Fasa, me, and, uh, me and roberto will room together <laughs> you Fasa, kind of... <laughs> Fasa props one arm on the counter next to the innkeeper and says and kind of like squints at him go and goes are rooms free? And he kind of nods and he says, oh, you're not from here. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 rooms are free. And then she kind of slaps the table. She says, I like this town. And then uh, we like she it beckons. too. <laughs> <laughs> she beckons everybody. She's like, hey, guys, we get free rooms. We we really like visitors here in Tremessa, so. Oh. Uh, I have two rooms, actually. One. No. <laughs> Don't be greedy. <laughs> what would you do with like sir? a sustainable economic policy, but <laughs> I would take it. No, actually, um, it's okay. The the city has a number of resources available to the common people. Like and what? This is one of like, this is like food and room and board. <laughs> people don't pay for those things. Will you call is it that what's going on in the? The marketplace? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certainly um, stores where you would have to pay, but um, there are certain things, certain um, base needs that people need that it would be cruel to charge them for. 
So one of my base needs is mead and ale. So <laughs> he kind of laughs. He says, uh, "The city doesn't agree with you, unfortunately." That's I don't yeah. like the city very much. <laughs> he just kind of laughs. He's like, "Yeah, what sorry." If, what, if... <laughs> what are the primary exports of this place? Um, mostly, I mean, our our biggest one is uh, education. Uh, scholars from all over the world come to study here mm -hmm. and they are particularly interested in the uh, crystals that we have. What are those crystals? Scholars would be able to tell you much more than I would, honestly. Um, but they have this kind of energy in them that we use primarily for defense. Um, all of our walls are lined with those crystals and if need be, only a few people can activate them and when they're activated <laughs> you probably already heard of this but they they stop time outside like in between the fields they create so anything that tries to come in would just be stopped and then we just push them out uh tin is very interested in this concept and so uh she asks where can I learn more specific details about these crystals and perhaps pertain some? <laughs> you cannot. Um, so uh, there's a couple things about these crystals. Um, and one of the big ones is that uh, no one's allowed to actually study the crystals themselves. They're allowed to study the theory behind them. They're allowed to study um, several aspects, um, in including like historically um about them but no no the common people aren't allowed to have these crystals like um they vasa yawns Rumblestone <laughs> <laughs> is only more intrigued this is like the best vasa mutters keep it in your pants Brimblestone. <laughs> um <clears throat> he says yeah i yeah, you you you're more than welcome to head to the library and study things about them, but in terms of getting your own crystal, it's <laughs> no. Even trying to remove one from the walls triggers the uh the defense. Cuz I was definitely planning to try and take some from the walls. Oh no. Yeah, that would like, be terrible. You <laughs> That was definitely my plan. Like I was going to announce that in 30 seconds. Fine. <laughs> very well. Such yeah, experiment so, on Tompkins. Is this the library that's in town here? Yes. Oh, for some reason I was wondering about some sort of other library. I don't know why. Anyway. Tompkins, what do you think this blob looks like? Vasa, <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, goes, Well, on my part, where are your gambling dens, my good man? Gambling dens? I'm, uh, again, I'm, I'm very sorry. You have us mistaken for a different kind of town. So Vasa at this point turns around with like something like a look of semi horror. She says, "This is a strange town. We should not be here. <laughs> I don't trust it. Something is wrong, horribly wrong." <laughs> so with that, he gives you keys to your rooms, and then um, Tompkins says, "Well, I don't know uh, what you guys are going to do in the meantime, but do you guys want to meet together for dinner?" Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. Yeah, just name the place. Uh, here, here. Okay. Wait, no. Let me ask for Tompkins. And he winks. 
at uh, Alexandria's. I'll have a room ready for us. All right. I'll ask for. Can I borrow some gold? I thought this was the town of free things. Uh, For necessities, that's what. Oh, right, right. Plaza reaches over and tweaks his ear and says, You're not trying to rob us of something, are you, Tompkins? Um, I just need about 25 gold. 25 gold? Her eyes get big. She says, What are you planning to do? Buy the city? (laughs) No, uh, I was going to rent a private room for our dinner so that we could talk. But then I forgot. 25 is really expensive. I have 10. Plaza says, That is absolutely ridiculous, Tompkins. You know what's free? Alleyways, basements. In that backyard of the old man who's on his deathbed. We there's plenty of free places to talk. <laughs> that twenty-five gold could go towards an elephant. So <laughs> Yes, Tompkins, don't don't go cutting into our elephant fun. Thank you, Miss Forge. You're right. Uh, we have to prioritize and elephants are number one. Alright. Um I will see you then. And he kinda scurries off. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Tin would like to pull uh, Vasa aside to, like, a potentially quiet corner <laughs> to speak with her. Vasa follows, and she kind of mutters to Tin. She's like, can you believe this place? No gambling? No free <laughs> ale? Um, uh, Tin kind of nods along, and she says, uh, she kind of says to Vasa, is like, you seem like the kind of person who could find and acquire items that are not necessarily meant to be found or acquired while you are out and about investigating the city on your own time. Uh, it Would you be willing to keep your um, eyes and ears open for any hints as to more information regarding these crystals that are not available to the uh, public? Vasa kind of, she she kind of like blows air through her lips. She's just like, ah, I suppose. So this <laughs> the city, it's just, it's so it's so clean and squeaky, and I don't <laughs> like it. I bet I maybe I'll catch a girl who's kissing a boy before her wedding day. Oh, the scandal! This this city. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kind of she goes. In any case, I'm going to try and. Get, get me some drinks. I'll keep an eye out, Tin. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And then <laughs> we then part ways, I guess. <laughs> and then Vasa would, honestly, she would leave the inn um, to just kind of go explore the city with okay. a look of disapproval. <laughs> Ertleby? Is Tompkins out of sight by now? Yeah. Ertleby is going to go out and uh, look for a child she can bribe to try and break the wall. Um, so she's going to be like, like on the prowl for children and then be like, hello. Oh my and God. She'll, she'll be like, I'll give you a nickel if you can get a me nickel. some of that, that crystal in the wall. So she's just going to go around and, um, and like try and find people to break the wall for her. All right. Give me a general persuasion check. See if you can doom some child. <laughs> Uh, four. (laughs) They all learn to stay away from the crazy old lady with the flower shawl. 
Turtle be failed child predator. <laughs> um, Tin, what are you up to? Um, Tin will probably uh, she's probably gonna head towards the library, but stop in the marketplace. Okay. Um, to see if there are any potions or anything. There is a uh, a potion shop. Um, you can buy several different. You can buy uh flasks of alchemist fire. Um, you could also buy uh healing potions if you if you wanted to. Vasa might actually encounter Tin as they're going towards the marketplace and join up with her to try and buy um something she forgot to buy back in the dwarf town, which is lock picking kits. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Can in the background of all the the scenes that take place in the market, Erdl be be seen like trying to yeah, yeah. persuade people, just like <laughs> while you're doing everything, she's in the background. <laughs> yeah, like, Ar- Erdl be is talking people. to a remarkable number of children, <laughs> and every time, like it seems like she fails, and then she tiddly dinks over to the next one. Hello, dear. I think with a good spoon and enough elbow grease, we could get some crystals out of this here wall. What do you say about that? (laughs) Um, 25 gold for the thieves' tools. 25 gold? That must be why she didn't get any. Yeah. (laughs) So, Vasa locks eyes with a shopkeeper and she goes, That is theft. Plain robbery, my well, not, good sir. Not yet. Not till you buy him, I guess. <laughs> well, she just she just turns up her nose. She's like, oh, city. The question is, and, and I've never sold gold. a set of these in the city before, so I mean, Vasa just stalks away, kind of shaking her head at this town, the city. Fifty gold, a uh, potion, by the way, tin. <laughs> nah. I'm good. You must have mistaken us for some sort of rich people. We do have some some potions that we got from the spires, right? I or, think so. I think he had two of them. Yeah. Could you ask the the merchant, like, hold it up and be like, "What is this?" But like, try and be clever about it. Like, oh, like, yeah. Don't you want uh, some of this? One, yeah. Am I the one that has them? Uh, I don't actually know I'm not sure who is. Erdlebe does not, so I was assuming a big person had it. Okay, I think I, I think I was one of the ones who was like potentially looking at it. So I'll just assume that I have them. Um, so I guess in that moment, then Tin remembers. She's like, Erdlebe would want me to ask about these. <laughs> so <laughs> she, uh, she like looks through her stuff and pulls out. Um, the uh, can the flasks and uh, asks us, um, do you happen to recognize these? And he says, "Well, uh, no, I wouldn't be able to tell just by simply looking at them. But um, I, there is a much easier way. If you uh, take a small sip of a potion, uh, you, you can usually find out what they do pretty quick. Or you could die." <laughs> Says Erdlebe's voice in Tin's head. <laughs> uh, Tin, Tin hears Erdlebe's voice and she goes, you know, that's a good point. But I am a forge, so I can't be poisoned. So, I mean, I could try it to see what's going on. So, uh, I think she'll 
uncork it and like take a little quick swig. Okay. So the first one, um, it feel like you can feel yourself revitalized. Um, and it's, it's a very powerful feeling. Uh, so it's a potion of healing. Um, it's actually a, uh, potion of greater healing, which is four D four plus four hit points regained when you drink it. And he says, well, what, what was it? I'm curious. Uh, it's, it's just like uh, tonic water. It's nothing. <laughs> All right. You gonna try the other one? Yeah. The second one, uh, you feel yourself almost fortified even further. You feel um, the entirety of your uh, metal structure strengthen. It's a uh, potion of invulnerability. Sweet. That one was just like another flavor of tonic water. Nothing interesting. <laughs> so. He just kind of raises an eyebrow and he says, well, tough luck. <laughs> uh, I think Tin is also going to, while she's there, is just like, since you've been such a great help, um, do you happen to know anything? Um, we have heard such uh, great things about the crystals and the history of the crystals in your city. Do you have any interesting uh trivia you would like to share <laughs> i guess what do you want to know about them that's a big question they're they're a pretty um intricate part of our history where did they come from also like where did you find them like in a mine or like some <laughs> open source that people could find and he raises his eyebrow and he says you have a good day oh rude oh. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Gather my things and like, storm out. <laughs> Roberto, what are you up to? Um, I'm looking for a pet store. <laughs> pet supply store or any kind of small animal shop. Yeah, no problem. You, uh, you find uh, two or three different places that sell pets of different types. I mean, I don't have any. I don't have that much money. I just want to see what kind of animals do they have. Uh, they have dogs and cats and ferrets and Birds. Um, I'll do another roll for Ertleby. Yeah. That's it. Uh, <laughs> Brummelstone? Uh, I would head back to Tompkins' parents' grave. Yeah. Um, and I have the Comprehend Language, which you can cast as a ritual. So I would cast that and transcribe what's on their tomb, just in case maybe they left a clue there or sure, something. Sure. Um, and looking, you know, and searching around in the back if there's like secret characters or. Yeah. Um, the father's name was uh, Percival, and the mother's name was Marigold. The year doesn't make sense to you uh, because if the year is accurate, we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Just centuries upon centuries ago is when his mm. parents passed away I could see why it would be hard to remember things <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, you're not quite sure what that means but yeah I was I'm hoping maybe if just you know even giving him that might help translated might help reconnect some memories so then I would you know put that back in my little whatever ledger or, or scroll roll it back up and then I would yeah. also head up to the library 
Vasa's walking around the city trying to use her passive perception to see if there's anything shady, like if there's any darkness lurking under all this bright goodness that's around. <laughs> and she almost, she's almost like wanting to find something. She right, has right. alleys. She might have dug into a garbage at one point. She's just like trying to find the dirt on this shining, beautiful city. Right. The closest you see is um, you see a couple kids. They look around and they steal a couple oranges, and you can tell that the shop or the the cart owner notices them, but pretends that he doesn't to kind of let them get away with something. Vasa just throws her hands up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying the children of this town are motivated by oranges? <laughs> Interesting. Good to know. So yeah, the rest of you meet up at the library. Um, library beautiful it's got these uh very decorative ornate pillars that support the front end there's a series of stairs you have to go up and uh, once you open the uh double doors you find yourself in a beautiful it's got wooden floors uh there are bookshelves everywhere there's a small reference counter off to the right and it's actually two stories there's a um another uh level that kind of loops all the way up top. Now, the you can see all the way up, though. It's a very open uh, building. And then there's a, another door off to the left that seems to be like a staff area only. The mood in here is a bit somber, unlike the rest of the city. And you all get there about the same time, those who are going. Who's, like, can we tell just by dress and stuff, who's, like, milling about? Like, is it somber because it's just, like, a different class of people? Or is it... No, there's a mood. There's a mood that hangs in the air, um, and they're all wearing the same cloaks that the people outside were. Okay. The um, the guardsmen. But there is a gentleman working the counter who nods at you when you walk in, and continues with his paperwork. I want to look up books on the shard, so I I go up to the the guy, and I go hi. He nods. Where can I find books on the cool shards that you guys have in this city? Crystals, sorry, crystals. <laughs> he looks a little apprehensive, and he says, "Um, what what school do you hail from?" Um, just like the school of the curious. So, <laughs> school of hard knocks. Yeah. Uh, he says, the "I can." School of none your business. <laughs> Which is, I can I can point you to um some uh historical books on the subject matter if you'd like. Sure. <laughs> and uh he takes you to an area and he pulls a few books for you and places them on the table for you so you can get to reading. And I do just that. <laughs> he comes back to the rest of you and he says, uh, how can I help you? Bro, what do you want? What do we need uh... from the library? <laughs> What don't we need from the library? <laughs> okay, be cool. <laughs> you can't read everything in here. Almost yeah. just starts at the nearest book. Well, or, or starts going. No, we, have um, to, we have to have a goal. You always keep me on track, Roberto. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the notes refresh my memory, and so maybe I'm wrong, but the notes said that he came to Tribeca, right? The guy who caused the plague. Yes, um, <clears throat> his first Trebeca. note says... And Trebeca, <laughs> I can't get it right to say... Tremessa. Tremessa. Like, three Trebeca. messes. Trifecta. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, his first note said, his first note said, since being banished to this entropic nightmare, I have found nothing but fragments of the world I can never return to. It must be some sort of shadow world. Maybe it's just a nightmare. The second note uh, that you read was, I found Tremessa today as I climbed over the darkened bones of a creature I've never seen before. Relieved, I returned to my home only to find it infested with terrible creatures that screeched as they attempted to tear my skin off. I had to use nearly all of my spells in order to slay the beast, save one. I dominated its mind and am working towards breaking its will. I explored the house afterwards. I believe another family lives there. It's as if I never did. Uh, well, yeah, I guess maybe looking up, I guess then I would look into more of like if there's anything on world walking or other worlds, like. So, like, you're asking him about that, like the reference librarian, or are you just going to go look? Uh, I think I would try to maybe venture out on my own. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it takes you a little while longer without his help, but you do find a book that talks about the theory of uh, other worlds. Okay. Mm -hmm. Roberto, anything you want to look up? Um, I want to, I want to know if there's any books about the history of Forged on this world. All right. So, um, going back around 10, you were looking up the history of the crystals. Yes. So you guys spend a few hours in here and 10, what you read up is that these crystals, um, when they were first discovered, people used to carry them around. They used to hover around them. And, uh, the city used to be very interested in the ideas of, um, time travel and timelines and time theory and they still have a certain interest in it but they were very interested in it before to the point where they would intricately link their personal histories and their memories to these crystals so that if they ever did find a way to alter or mess with time their memories would be completely preserved their timelines were almost removed from the main time stream as time went on, it kind of feels, it, it reads a little weird because it, they claim that the city got dragged into a separate world for a little while. This kind of shadowy world that they, they call the Grey, which obviously immediately uh, resonates with you. you. You recognize that place as the place that you were at. And then they even use the crystals to pull themselves out of the city. Since then, there is really a tipping point in the city's history because the crystals, like I said, they used to belong to everybody, and there were these two people, uh, and they don't have their names written down there, just called the Travelers. And these Travelers um, convinced everybody to um, kind of slowly abandon the ways of the crystal, like stop relying so much on them, and if eventually the crystals were the the idea of everyone owning a crystal kind of they kind of learned how dangerous that could really be and where they once carried crystals all the time and uh linked their memories to them they slowly started to learn to let the uh ruling council of the city really kind of focus on what should we do with the crystals and it was decided that these crystals should be used purely for defense Besides all of that, you also um, read on the idea that the book does mention the travelers a few times. It talks about they were instrumental in kind of helping the city understand what it was and wasn't um, capable of doing without corruption. Uh, 
Could she, like, flag down somebody and just say, is there any more information I could find out about these travelers that are mentioned in these books? Uh, when you do that, the gentleman that's with you, um, he looks really sad and he puts his head down. And he says, I, everyone knows about the travelers. And unfortunately, you've come during a difficult time for our city. Um, they recently passed away. So she asked the guys, uh, uh, where were they buried? They're not buried yet. It's going to take a bit of time to prepare everything. Um, they they passed away only about two or th- uh, about three days ago. Where are their bodies? <laughs> yeah, can we go pay respects? I mean, that's the... And yeah, right, yeah, says, I'm, I'm sorry, their bodies are not available for the uh, public quite yet. Um, and he kind of does not ask you if you have any more questions. He kind of just wanders away. Because <laughs> you hear studying up on crystals and then asking for the bodies of the... <laughs> Of the recently deceased. <laughs> um, Roberto, you're looking up on uh, information on the forge. The mo- oh. What you pretty much find in your kind of cursory reading is just the simple idea that, the, as you know, the forged are a combination of uh, large suits of armor covered in runes with um, these stones that are unearthed uh, occasionally that are called elemental stones and inside those elemental stones are the spirits of elementals who are chained to this world. There's not a lot known about whether these are elementals from other planes that have been trapped inside the stone or whether it's kind of elementals that have kind of, the common theory is that elementals are birthed inside of these stones without any sentience. And it's not until the rituals are performed by the dwarves and the gnomes of Mel the city that you're from, in that kind of union that they're ever given any kind of life and intelligence. <clears throat> when the forged were first uh, born, if you will, they were essentially used almost only as slave labor because their intelligence never informed anybody that they were anything more than just automatons. Once they were able to communicate and they all kind of awakened at once, actually, then the communities worked together to help bring them into society right away. Um, Portal finds is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as her Brummelstone, you were asking about what again? Like guides to other worlds, especially like if you can find any more, def- or if I can find any more about the tunnels, maybe to help inspire Tompkins, or at least to know maybe what to look for. Right. The only thing you find, unfortunately, is the uh, theory that there is a shadow world um, that few people have ever crossed into that theory is uh, laughable in most other a- areas of obrimos but here they treat it like a developing theory that there is a shadow world of collected uh, shattered timelines whenever time is changed the fragments of it have to go somewhere and those are the that collection of fragments is what makes up that world you were in the gray um, these books are all it's kind of hard to explain. They're, they're very beginnery. Basically, you get the feeling that more books on this subject are simply not available, though they do exist. In the restricted mm-hmm. section, yeah, we'll have to wear the invisibility cloak to get to them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need a library locked at night. <laughs> All right. So it's been a few hours, um, and unless there's any other business, you could probably start heading back and meeting up with Tompkins. Ertle B uh, has been harassing children all day. Ertle B has been harassing children all day. Can she 
near the end, change tactic and just see if any of the children will tell her about like the ghost stories or like the like children's like gossip of the town. Yeah. Um actually one of the kids tells you about um there's a myth, there's a a, a scary story, if you will that um one day Gareth is going to come back and when he does he's going to bring his terrible uh what they call he calls them uh the children call them gray walkers and that when they come back they'll rip through the city and so um the children kind of have this game where one of them has to play as Gareth and the rest are gray walkers and then the other half of the team has to run away from them and whenever they play it they get in trouble so they're hoping that you're not a snitch oh no snitches (laughs) get stitches everyone knows this don't worry Gareth sounds like a real Bradley Uh, (laughs) Gareth and she's going to write that in big letters in her book Okay, like Gareth on the like priming your skin for exfoliation. <laughs> yep, it's the one of the first times you've written in that book. Ever. Yes, ever, 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 ever. That's when you open the book and you realize it's written by Gareth, the, <laughs> <laughs> oh. the most beautiful villain this side of Obimus. <laughs> His skin was so soft. Um, I have His heart was so evil. <laughs> soft with evil. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, I think Tin also, just because I guess for some reason she's kind of in a mischievous mindset right now, <laughs> uh, she noticed the kind of staff only door yeah. and she wants to see if she can potentially like peek her head in and see if there's anything in there that might be of interest to her. Um, yeah. So when you open that door, no one's really guarding it. Um, you open that door and it's kind of, it's a long hallway that um turns to the right. I would follow that hallway and turn to the right. When you turn to the right, uh, you see that it goes down maybe another 15, 20 feet, and then there's a staircase, but there's also doors on the left and right side of you that are locked. Could I try and break open the lock with my, like, robot strength on yeah, one of the you doors? Can, well, I mean, it's called a strength check, but yeah, you could... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I did not... I got a five. Okay. So there's just this loud crash as you try to robot strength your way into the door. And you hear from the other side say, who's out there? What's going on? And the door uh, quickly opens, and it's one of the library staff. Um, it looks like this is like a private study room with a small collection of books. And he says, what are you doing? Um, um, you know, Jared at the front desk, he said that um, I, I'm actually a new volunteer at the library, and he said that I should come back here to find... To remove our extra, doors? To find an extra set of robes, but I couldn't find anyone, so I tried... How mad were you at not finding the robes? Let's go. Let's go right now. Especially, especially since there's no Jared. Oh, I must have misheard his name. <laughs> so he escorts you out of the building. Everyone is so rude! (laughs) Hate crime! Alright, so... Are you going to meet Tompkins early? 
Yeah, but she uh, Tin is going to make note of this injustice <laughs> and is like making a list of all the people that have wronged her so far in this town <laughs> and uh, is going to be sure to pass this along to her friends. <laughs> Vasa is already at the Alexandria, uh, just, just drinking. Uh-huh. Just drinking and kind of like tell, complaining to the bartender about how weak his drinks are. And then kind of... <laughs> If anybody were to, of her group were to show up, she'd be like, this city this can't get anything right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're already in there. Um, as the rest of you approach, before you get a chance to go in, um, there is a table in an alleyway on the side of Alexandria's. And wearing a hood, with the like a cloak with the hood up, um, is someone you can easily tell is Tompkins. And he looks around and he's like, shh. For almost some approaches. <laughs> like he says, Alright. I found an alley. <laughs> Where did you get this table and these chairs? Uh, around the corner. Where did you get that robe? Well the, this is my robe. <laughs> but I turned it inside out so nobody would notice. Oh, no. Maybe we could just go to one of our rooms, Tompkins. But we're gonna have we have this dinner. I promised you dinner. Can we not eat in a room? Well, I guess we could do that. Okay, I didn't just be rude. Do, no, that's that's fine. My room is messy enough. We can just go in there. It's okay. Is anybody else in there already? Uh, no. Well, I didn't get a chance to vet it, so I wanted to make sure. Okay. Well, you can go in and vet. If All you right. want. Sure, I need the key then. Yeah, I'll give him the key and just be like, I guess this is what's happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he scurries off to the comfy couch. Um, <laughs> Are you guys going to gather everybody up and go meet him? Did he leave anything at this table that he stole? No, he just left the table and the chairs in the middle of the alley. It's <laughs> not my responsibility. We'll ask him to pick that up later. Yeah. <laughs> Go find everybody and go to the pool or we'll be away from children. (laughs) (laughs) Look, officer, no, it's not like that. She's she's a little crazy. It's okay. Do you um, you get Vasa as well from inside the... Yeah, yeah. especially after probably seeing how Tin makes a successful, like, sneak check. <laughs> yeah, no, Tin is, Tin. Yeah. yeah, Tin is definitely going to be making notes to Vasa, just like a like a perhaps like a hit list of some kind. <laughs> On the way to the comfy couch, uh, Vasa tells everyone, "This is the most boring city I've ever been to. Let's just let's get out of here as soon as possible." Tin nods and agrees. This is the rudest city I've ever been to. I. <laughs> Hamilton is shocked. He finds this city lovely. <laughs> and would share any information he, you know, passed. Or oh, he found yeah. in his book. Alright, so you all got... Um, you can order food down at the uh, first level of the... Uh, the first floor of the inn. So you guys can get some food and take it on up with you. Yeah, let's so, do that. Yep. Um, you find uh, Tompkins... In the middle of the room, he's on the bed, uh, back against the wall, and uh, he nods to you. He says, "It's it's it's cool." I would throw him some food and say, "What do you what do you remember? What can you 
what do you know? Well, I wanted to be off the streets because I, I have something uh, that I have to give you. And he's looking at Vasa when he says this. It it takes a few minutes. It takes a few seconds for Vasa to register this because, despite her complaints, she is a little bit tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> and so he says, "Um, I remember you telling me to wait longer than three weeks, um, when I was here as a kid." <gasps> Vasa stares at Tompkins and then just goes, What have you been drinking at work? Can I get some of that? <laughs> um, this is really hard. Um, I ran into you a couple days ago and, um, you, you, um, you, you gave me something to give to you and I, um, I have it right here. And he um, pulls out a pouch. And then from that pouch, he small he uh, pulls a small, vibrant, uh, energy-filled blue crystal. Vasa oh, takes a step back because her expression has grown increasingly skeptical as Tompkins is saying this. And when the vibrant crystal shows, she's like, she, you know, she, she's, she says, Tompkins... What is that? You told me to give it to you. I didn't tell you shit. You <laughs> didn't, but you did. Boss was looking to everybody else for help, like... Is this one know. of the crystals from the wall? And also, what was Vasa doing here a couple of days ago? She was with us the whole time. Um, I was with her the whole time. got that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps this is a shard from something that was a timeline broken past. Uh, Tin just looks at Vasa impressed because she, you know, asked Vasa to keep an eye out. She's like, yeah, that's really impressive. How did you, you manage? Yeah, past you was on top of it, so. Um. Vasa says, uh, very slowly, she says, Tompkins, put that back in the pouch. You put that away. It's. I'm supposed to give it to you. I promised I would. Promised who? I promised you that I would give it to you. So there's kinda... something about this city that you guys might have heard. Um, the city has these... Uh, so it has like these people who are in charge of stuff. But then beyond that, there are these two people who always help the city out. They're called the Travelers. I don't know who the other one was. And he looks at Vasa. He's like, but the other one was you. Thanks for listening to Worldwalkers. If you want to hear about Vasa's adventure in time, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash worldwalkers where you can hear the patreon exclusive episode of the travelers you won't need to listen to it to follow the story but if you're interested in experiencing her journey check it out if you like the podcast and you want to support us in other ways you can always like us on facebook at facebook.com slash worldwalkers pod or follow us on twitter at worldwalkers pod we're also on itunes google play and soundcloud so you can choose where you pick us up at
Thanks to Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com for the music you heard in today's episode, which included Floating Cities, Heartbreaking, Heavy Heart, and Lost Frontier. I also want to thank Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard today. Visit them at Sirenscape.com. Can you just, like, follow me around and just, like, do the soundtrack of my life? Because... Yeah, in a closet. In a closet. Is he gonna leave? Oh no, he's not. Enzo's still in the closet. (laughs) Yeah, it's a trap. Thank you. Really works for you and your your second year. Yeah, you already have your soundtrack. Or Kelly did that for you. It's bad that I really, really love that song. It's not even a fucking song at this point. It's an entire opera. What I'm, what I'm curious is, do you need thieves' tools to steal thieves' tools? Oh. Like, oh. Like, oh. If it's a town without crime, maybe they don't even lock.